DeRozan, 4-3, jumper, good! Lowry lets it fly, and it goes! Poked away, scooped up Kyle Lowry. Lowry gives it to the trailing DeRozan, oh! This is Pop Talk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Pop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Austin Mattis, and thank you so much for joining me today. I've been wanting to start this podcast for a pretty long time, so I'm so excited that I finally got the nerve to do some research and kind of figure out everything I had to do to get it started because I love basketball and I love the Toronto Raptors. So I want to share that love and that passion with other people who want to listen, and same with other people who have that exact same passion. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. Now, for this very first episode, we are going to get to some basketball talk and some Raptors talk, but I kind of want to just kind of go over who I am, why I started the podcast, uh, how much I love the Raptors, and, you know, the structure of this podcast. So, uh, the very first thing is, my name is Austin Mattis. Like I said, I've been playing basketball since I was a really, really young kid, probably like six, seven, maybe even five years old. Been playing basketball since I was young. Love the sport of basketball. Still play it lots now, not as much as I used to, obviously, when I was in high school and middle school and all that stuff, but... I'm still a huge basketball fan, and I love playing basketball. I just don't get to play as much as I as I want to. But regardless, I love basketball, more specifically the Toronto Raptors. Over the past probably five years, I've probably seen 90% of the Toronto Raptors game. And I know that may sound ridiculous, but I'm fucking telling you, that's no motherfucking cap, okay? There ain't no motherfucking hat on my head. That is no motherfucking cap. I literally, every day I'm home, Raptors are playing, I'm watching that game. When I'm out somewhere, you know, out with my friends doing whatever... I'm on my phone watching the game. Shaw Blue Curve got me covered. I'm telling you, I'm watching every damn Raptors game I can over the past four or five years. I, I love the Raptors. I love watching basketball. So I just thought I'd put that out there. Now, for the structure of this podcast, uh, for those of you who don't know, another reason why I kind of started this podcast is because I was a broadcasting student, or I guess you can say I am a broadcasting student. I just graduated broadcasting school, and I now have a job at a radio station in northern Manitoba. But, you know, I really want to get into sports broadcasting, sports analytics, and stuff like that. That is the main goal for me. So I'm only 21 years old. I'm a young guy. So getting these things started and starting my own platform with a podcast and, you know, working at a radio station, it's just things for me that I see are steps to uh, kind of get where I want to be. And, you know, maybe this podcast will be big one day. Maybe it won't be. But I got to start somewhere. And like I said, share my love and passion of the Toronto Raptors of basketball and with sport. With other people is the best thing I can do if I really want to try and get a start somewhere. So that's that that's that for why I kind of started it. And now the other thing is the structure of this podcast. Uh, now a lot of people start podcasts nowadays. I feel like you know that's a pretty pretty given. You know I feel like every every week or two, right? You see a friend starting a podcast, or a family member starting a podcast, or someone you know who knows starting a podcast, right? Everyone's starting a podcast, which personally I think is a great thing. You know, it's everyone wants their own platform to talk about what they want, have their voice heard. It's a, it's, it's a great thing, but I feel like there is a downside because a lot of people, I don't want to say don't know what they're doing, but they go about it the wrong way. A lot of people just start their podcast and they think they can just go on with their, uh, like a few people and kind of banter about whatever and have no real structure, which is totally okay because that's where some of the best podcasts come from is just random banter with friends and all that stuff. But to another degree, you really do have to have some sort of a structure to it because, uh, you know, you can talk and have a good podcast for about 10, 15 minutes, but if your podcast is half an hour long and then at the last 15 minutes, it's just, you know, you've gone through all the good points, everything you're supposed to talk about, and it's just kind of you sitting around and you can hear those dull points in podcasts very easily. 
well, at least for me, I can when I listen to some other podcasts, you can really hear when the tone goes down. And I, I don't want that to happen because I want my podcast to be, you know, interactive, you guys listening, enjoying everything I'm saying, or, you know, at least criticizing or being able to, you know, have a thought on everything I'm saying. And I don't want it to be dry at all. So I want this to be a good podcast. I don't want it to be shitty. So I'm going to try my best here for you guys. And I guess we're going to have to see how it goes. So I'll probably be doing one podcast a week every Saturday. What the podcast is going to cover, it's basically just going to cover all the Raptors games that happen in that week of from the Sunday to Monday or Monday to Friday or whatever. And I'm basically going to have four to five segments, uh, an episode, and I'll run those segments through you guys each episode so you kind of know what to look for for those episodes. And then I'll kind of tell you what, like, you know, what I'm going to stress. So if there's like, you know, a game where the Raptors get blown out by 40 points. Uh, you're all, we're obviously going to want to talk about what happened, what went wrong, who played like shit that game and stuff like that, rather than then, you know, if it's an average game, we win by 11, 12 points, you know, it could be a good game, but nothing crazy that we do against some shit team, right? You know, that's not going to be that interesting rather than if we get blown up by 40. So that's kind of where I'm headed is, uh, you know, I want to do four or five segments each podcast, let you guys know what they are. So you know what to look forward to in every single episode. But, you know, don't get me wrong. Every episode is going to be different, right? There's going to be different things to talk about, different players, different teams, and all this other kind of stuff. So for today, I will kind of tell you guys the structure of what's going on. Uh, the structure of this episode, we're going to talk about really essentially only two things. But I guess we can already talk about the first thing, which is the structure and me and all that other shit. But uh, two things we're really going to talk about today is the starting lineup for the Raptors, uh, our new players, and, you know, just kind of the team in general. We're going to talk about each player one-on-one uh, since we lost some players this year, right? So it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be a bit different. Uh, you know, we lost Kyle Lowry, so it's... We have a whole different lineup. There's some other players we lost to. Like I said, we'll get into that in a sec. And then after that, I really just kind of want to do predictions for the NBA season for the East and Western Conference. How I think the Raptors are going to do. How I think other teams are going to do. And, you know, just things along along the line of that. But I don't want to get too deep into it. Because, like I said, I want this to be more specifically a, a Raptors podcast, right? I want this to be strictly Raptors basketball. Obviously, I'm going to talk about other big things in the NBA. But, you know, I don't want to talk 10 minutes about you know, the LA Lakers, like, I don't give a shit about the Lakers, okay, so I just, I don't want to get caught doing that stuff, I want to be talking about strictly about the Raptors 95% of the time, because that's what this is about, the Toronto Raptors, Canada, and all that good shit, so I want to talk about the starting lineup for the Raptors for this very first thing, so like I said, we lost Kyle Lowry, which was uh, probably the biggest, biggest loss we had this season, you know, we lost some other players, we lost Aaron Baines, which thank the heavens we lost that guy, I'm, I'm not an Aaron Baines fan, I hate Aaron, Aaron Baines, just I don't know what's up with that guy. Get him off the damn court. Get him out of the NBA. I, I want nothing to do with that guy. So, you know, it may suck we lost Kyle Lowry, but uh, we got some good players in return. And we also, you know, we lost Aaron Baines. So everyone's happy. Very, very happy. I'm happy. I hate Aaron Baines. But so for our starting lineup, uh, you know what? It's going to be interesting this year because obviously Fred Van Fleet, I felt like Kyle Lowry's passed the torch down to Fred Van Vliet. And everyone loves Steady Freddy. Everyone knows what he's capable of, right? He's a great player. He's a great shooter. Great defender. He really knows how to get down and dirty. He had a 50-point game last year, which is awesome. And then another big thing is, too, is that he is, Gor he is Goran Dragic backing up this year. I think this guy's really underrated. So a lot of you who don't know Goran Dragic, he's been playing in the NBA, I think, like 13 years, 14 years, his 14th season in the NBA. Uh, he's always been a really solid defender. He's a, you know, great shooter. Uh, his, his, he's not super athletic, but, you know, didn't expect that from him, especially at someone 35 years old. But I think he's a great asset to the team, you know, even though we kind of gave him up for Kyle Lowry, which is, I don't know if it was a good or a bad trade, but, you know, we did get some valuable in return. Uh, he's a great shooter, like I said. Uh, he's going to be a good two-man, absolutely, but he's not going to start. 
But like I said, you know, this is when I kind of talk about Fred Van Fleet and Goran Dragic side by side because, you know, they could both start, but I just don't think it's going to happen. So that's why I kind of mix them together. But I don't think Goran Dragic is going to start, but he is going to help out our team a lot. He's going to be a great role model for some of the young players. And I'm just, I'm excited for him. I've always loved him in 2K. He's always been a great, you know, contribution to the Heat. So I'm, I'm really excited to see him play in the Raptors. Probably going to have to get a Dragic jersey. So that's what I'm saying about Goran Dragic. Now for our starting shooting guard, I think without a doubt, the starting uh, shooting guard this year, it's got to be Gary Trent. You know, we traded for him last year and he's been nothing but amazing. He's a great shooter, pretty solid defender. Uh, he averaged 15 points a game last year. You know, he didn't get the greatest minutes last year and he's still averaging 15, 2, and 1 which is really good. And the best thing about this guy, is 22 years old. I feel like Gary Trent, he's going to be a star for the Raptors in, uh, in the next couple years. He may not be dropping. I'm not saying superstar, but I think he's definitely the type of player who can put up 23, 24, 5 and 3, 5 and 4, even like 6 and 4, 6 and 5. He's a really good player. Uh, he just needs he just needs the minutes and he needs the touches. But now I feel like since Kyle Lowry's gone, uh, not that he that made a difference in the first place, but I feel like you know as he gets older, uh, he's kind of he's starting lineup now. He has his whole team kind of not around him, but you know all these young guys who are ready to play and get this time. I feel I feel like he's just waiting for his time to shine. Like I said, he's a great player. He can knock down threes. He's aggressive to the rim. Uh, he's he's an okay defender. Don't get me wrong. You know he's not not a defensive liability. But he, he knows how to, you know, run through. He knows how to shoot the ball. He's, I think he's just overall a great player. And biggest thing, you know what? He loves being in Toronto. And I feel like that is a huge thing for a lot of these young guys who come to Toronto. Even like Fred Van Fleet. Uh, I saw something on Instagram the other day about him saying how much he missed Toronto after, you know, they were in Florida for the past season and a half or two seasons. He just said he missed Toronto. He missed the atmosphere. He missed the fans. He missed everything. And I feel like that's going to play a huge part this year for the Toronto Raptors. And yeah, the, the, having the fans back and them being able to support the Raptors, that is going to make a world of a difference. Now, going to our, who I think, well, I know it's going to be our starting small forward. It's going to be OG. OG Ananobi is the damn motherfucking guy. OG Ananobi is that guy. He's been playing on the team for a while now. Uh, and, you know, there's just nothing really bad to say about him. He's a hustler on defense. He knows how to pass the ball. Uh, he struggles with the shooting sometimes, but I, I don't say, I don't even know struggles the right word to say with it. He just, he, he's just, he's not always top, but, you know, he averages 16 points a game. He's a solid shooter. He had a big game winner last year uh, in the playoffs. And there's just really nothing you can say bad about him. And, this kind of brings me to the next player we're talking about is Pascal Siakam. And I want to talk about Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Fleet, because I think those are going to be not essentially our big three, but, you know, in the terms, you know, NBA media always says this person, oh, this team's big three, this team's big three. That is going to be the Raptors. Big three is going to be OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Fleet. Now, I love Pascal Siakam. I think he's a great player. But the only problem with him is that I think he needs to add some new moves to his arsenal. Like, you know, everyone knows he can score. Everyone knows he can rebound. Everyone knows he's long. Everyone knows he can block. He can rebound. He can defend. He can do tons of things for the Raptors. But the two biggest problems with him, I would say, are definitely is, you know, he's not very consistent. There will be some games where he can drop 25, 25, 25, and then he'll have two, three games in a row where he's dropping 9, 10 points, which is, you know, someone like him who's getting probably you know 40 minutes 42 minutes a game we need him to be you know dropping at least 20 points a game which according to his stats he was 21.4 points per game seven rebounds and just under five assists which is really really good but if he wants to be the star of this team which i think he does and i know he can i've been saying that for the past couple years is pasco siakam is the next star of the raptors he really just needs to work hard and not that i'm saying i don't think he works hard because he absolutely does on the court 
But I really just think, you know, he really needs to grind 24-7, work on those post moves, work on everything he can, work on his shot a bit. Shot isn't bad, but, you know, there's just sometimes when they're passing the ball through rotation, we drive kick to him, he'll have wide open corner shots. And, you know, he kind of has that little bit of a hesitation in his shot or he kind of shoots it over a bit, which is, you know, little stuff that he can get worked on. But I think, you know, Pascal Siakam, 27 years old, he's the future of the Toronto Raptors. And I swear to God, if this guy gets traded, I'm going to give up on the Raptors, okay? Like, I I love Pascal Siakam. He just, he needs to fix his post moves, you know? He's good in the post, but everyone knows he has that one move. He comes down, drops his foot, turns, whatever. And it's just like... You know, that, that that move works maybe up until, you know, like your first, second year of college. But, you know, once everyone figures out that that's the only thing you do is drop step and use your long, you know, arms, it's uh, it, it gets boring. But somehow he still makes it work, though. I don't know how, but he still makes it work. But, you know, he just he just needs a new package of layup moves and post moves if he really wants to take his game to the next level. Because he's, I can see him being somewhat the next Giannis, even though him and Giannis are practically the same age. I can see him being that type of skilled player, even with a better shot. He's definitely a better shooter than Giannis, without a doubt. So now let's move on to our starting center. And this is kind of the biggest, not almost say prom, but the biggest kind of, I was like, hmm, this is going to be interesting this year because you know what? We do have two, I don't want to say good centers, but we have two possible people who could play center. So we have uh, Chris Boucher, who I absolutely love. Chris Boucher came off the bench last year. He's been playing on the Raptors for a few years now, but he's just slowly, slowly, every single year, he gets better, he gets better, he gets better, he gets better. And I feel like this year is really going to be his time to shine. So it's either going to be between him or uh, Ken Birch. Now, Ken Birch, he's not a bad player. He's like... Just doesn't do anything wrong, but you know, he's just, he's not a scorer. He can rebound on me where he played good post defense, but he's just, there's nothing special about him. Nothing special about him at all. He's only six foot nine, which is pretty small for a center. Uh, Boucher's the same thing, but at least, you know, Boucher's a bit longer. Boucher's got a bit more muscle mass to him, and Boucher's a way better shooter. So when, I, when it comes down to these two guys, I'm going to take Chris Boucher all the way, and I really hope he, you know, starts 90% of the games this year because he deserves the past two, three years. He's been getting better every season, and just he, he's a good player. Like, uh, he's probably one of my favorite players on the Raptors. I love his play style. I love his energy. I love his attitude. Uh, only thing I guess I could say that he could change is a shot, but not even his shots go in, like, you know, for, for a six foot nine guy who's 28 years old, he hits a lot of three pointers. The only problem is, is I just hate the way his shot looks. It looks like he damn freaking has a catapult on his head or something. He's just shooting the damn basketball. I don't know. I don't know if that's just me, but he's a really weird shot. But you know what they say? Uh, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I don't know. But I, I think Chris Boucher definitely deserves a starting spot uh, for a center on the Raptors. And even if he doesn't, well, he'll be a, a good bench player, but... Uh, I couldn't see that. I literally couldn't see them not starting him. The only reason I question it a bit is because on the Raptors website I'm looking at now, they have him at forward slash center. And then Ken Birch is our, really, our only starting center. And like I said, Ken Birch isn't bad. He's a big guy. He can play defense. He can rebound. But if we want someone who can score and hit those threes, he's just he's just not doing it the same as uh, as Boucher is. And that's just, that's just fact. That's a fucking fact. He's, he's just he's not as good as Chris Boucher. But... Like I said, I don't know. I don't know how the Raptors are going to want to do it. I don't know what Nick Nurse has up his sleeve. Maybe he may have him start just so Boucher can, you know, come off the bench and surprise. I don't know. Something like that. But I think Chris Boucher is going to start. So now moving down to our bench player, six man and some other guys. So first person I want to talk about is Malachi Flynn. And I actually, I really like Malachi Flynn. Uh, I feel like, you know, he was our, uh, he was our 29th pick in uh, 2020. 
last year, I don't want to say he, he didn't play bad at all. He 7.5 points, 2.5 rebounds, 2.9 assists, couple steals, things like that. Didn't get the most minutes, uh, you know, unless it was the end of the season. He was getting like 30 to 40 minutes at the, you know, games at the end of the season, right? Because we weren't making the damn playoffs anyway. So not like it fucking mattered. But uh, I think the biggest thing with him is just he's just not comfortable yet. You know, lots of times I see him play is... He's hesitant on everything he does. You know, he'll jab step, do a move, and then instead of stepping back the shooter, attacking the hoop, he'll just pass it off. And then you go look at his college highlights. He's doing some of the same moves he was so comfortable with back then, but he just doesn't want to execute them. It's like he has, uh, he's, he's just scared. But, you know, I, I still think he's, he's really athletic. He's a great defender, solid shooter. Uh, I just, I don't know if his, uh, his IQ isn't bad. He, he didn't make some of the greatest plays. You know, he, he can pass, but it's just making the right passes is his problem. He likes to drive really hard, kind of puts his head down some days, but you know, it's just small little things where, you know, when you transfer from college to the NBA, you just kind of need that little extra bit of work time with the trainers and stuff to kind of really understand the NBA game. But I think he's going to be a great, you know, seventh, eighth, even sixth man this year. He's a really good player. He just needs the confidence. It's all he needs is the damn confidence. But you know, it's, it's I'm not surprised. He's uh, he's 23 years old, and he just he just needs the confidence, which is very common in guys who come from college, especially older guys who come from college. It's a totally different game. But I think he's going to do really well this year. And you know, like I said, I may have to get a Malachi Flynn jersey as well because Flynn looks pretty damn nice on the back of a Raptors red. So now moving on to the next player is uh, Precious Achua. I think I think that's how you pronounce it. Now. I'm not, I'm not going to cap you guys. You know, I I don't want to say I don't know lots about this guy, but I really I I really don't know too much about him. I know he played for uh, uh who he played for last year. Oh, he played for Miami last year. That's who he played for. And you know, he wasn't a bad player, but he just he didn't do too much, right? It was his first year, and you know, he didn't get enough playing time. Miami was a was a playoff team, so you couldn't expect this guy to be going out and playing, getting a bunch of minutes, right? But I, I just don't know too much about him, right? He's he's, he's six foot eight. He's a forward. Uh, he averaged five points a game. His shooting is okay. He's he's not a great shooter. He shoots about thirty five from the three and about forty from the field. So it's nothing crazy. Uh, even free throw percentage, he's not the greatest free throw shooter either. But I just like I said, I don't know too much about him. But you know, everyone's hyping him up on Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff. When the when we finally got him, I saw everyone hyping him up. But I just. Honestly, I don't know what everyone was really too excited about, but who knows? Maybe he's going to come in this year. I know he's a solid defender. He's a big guy. He works hard, but he just... I just don't think he's a great shooter. He doesn't really know how to attack the basket as well, but he's he's a hustler. I'll give him that. He's a big hustler, so... I don't think he's going to be making a lot of getting a lot of minutes or making a lot of buckets this year, but I feel like, you know, he'll definitely be contributing if we need a good defender or a good rebounder or, you know, we need to get fouls at the end of a game. I feel like he's definitely someone who's going to help out, but hey... Who knows? Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe we'll be dropping 20 points a game. I don't freaking know. I have no idea. Like I said, I don't know too much about him. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. If I, if I don't know shit about a player, I'm not going to come on here. And like I said, I'm not I'm not, I'm not a damn analyst. I don't know the 10,000 basketball IQs. I don't know the ins and outs of every single offense and defense. But like I said, I love the Raptors. So I'm going to come on here and tell you guys what I know. Give you my opinion about players if I like them or I don't like them. Which brings us to our next player is Siv McCalliuk. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sivy, I think something like that. Regardless, I really like this guy, though. I remember watching him play at Kansas uh, before he got drafted. Knockdown shooter from the three-point line. He can pull up. Fortunately, we haven't seen that same kind of action from him in the NBA. But like I said, when you have these guys come from college, we're used to tearing it up in college, and then, you know, come over into the NBA, that, that never happens. But, you know, I still think he's a really solid player. Defense kind of lacking. Not very athletic. But, you know, he, he's a shooter. And he, he's played around some some great players. Uh, 
<clears throat> played in LA, played for Detroit, then he played for OKC. Didn't get terrible minutes there, not at all. He was first couple of seasons he was averaging about 11 minutes a game, not terrible. But these past couple of years, he's been, you know, he's been getting up, uh, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes a game. So I don't think he's a terrible player at all. Uh, he can definitely do that work, and I just hopefully there's a role for him. He's definitely been like a seventh, eighth man. But, you know, like I said, he's he's a shooter. That's his primary thing. He's a shooter. He likes to shoot. He can drive to the hoop, but I just, as long as he doesn't overextend his role, I think he'll be helpful to the Raptors. But I just, I, I couldn't see him getting more than 20 minutes a game. Even, yeah, he'll maybe get 20 minutes a game if he's lucky. But I think that's about it. And like I said, I like this guy, but he's just, he's not, he's not a star. He's a shooter, and that's, that's all he is. He can get rebounds. But he's not there. He's uh, maybe a bit of a defensive liability, but... He's he's not a bad player at all, and I, I like how the Raptors got him, so I'm I'm happy with it, and I can definitely definitely deal with it. Now moving on to the next player is we got Sam Decker, and this is actually another player I I don't know why I don't want to say I have a personal connection to, but I I love this guy. I remember watching him play him and Frank Kaminsky playing Wisconsin a couple years ago when they won when they won the ship. I think they won the ship. You know, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure Wisconsin won that year, and. Uh, I just remember watching him play, and he was awesome. It was him and Frank Kaminsky. They were the leaders of that team. Uh, and, you know, he's a great player. He can shoot. He can play defense. I just don't really think he's gotten the chances, uh, you know, in the NBA to do what he wants to do. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to have him on the team. You know what? He's, uh, like I said, he's a good good defender. He's good at shooting. He just really needs to, you know, get that focus. Same thing with Malachi Flynn. This, these guys come, these great, these great college players come from great colleges, do great in college, and then they come to the NBA, and it's like they lose all their confidence, you know? And it's uh, it's it's expected, right? You know, they're they're young guys who come play with a bunch of full-grown men, but you know, I can see a lot of good things coming out of Sam Decker, but it's just uh it's just him getting the minutes, him getting the shots up. But like I said, I believe in him. And you know, last year on Washington, he didn't have a bad season at all. But he just he's just not getting the time. He's not getting the minutes and all that stuff. He played most of the games that they had, but he's just he just needs the experience. So I think, you know, give him a couple years, he'll be a good player. He's already been in the league four years, which is longer than I thought, actually. But you know what? I feel like he'll be a great role player for the Raptors. But I just that's that's all about I know him and him he was tore up at Wisconsin. So I'm I'm happy for him for that. But that's about it. And now moving on to our next player on the benches. Probably one of my favorite Raptors players is Yuta Watanabe. Uh, this this guy is just awesome. And, you know, I, I really hope he gets awesome minutes this year because he, he does a lot of good things for the Raptors. A lot of good things. Uh, I'm trying to see how many minutes he, uh, he averaged last year. I don't think it was a lot. But he is definitely a fan favorite guy. So, yeah, last year he averaged about 15 minutes a game, which is not bad. But I think he really, you know, he I think if the Raptors gave him about 20 Oh, 25 minutes a game. He could absolutely tear it up. You know, he's a great shooter for how tall he is. He's six foot nine. He has long arms. He's pretty athletic for how long he is. He's not that strong, which I'll give to him, but he, he can knock down shots. He can rebound. He can hustle. I feel like this guy, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be good in two, three years. You know, I think he's gonna be he can be a 15, 17 point a game player, without a doubt in my mind. He's I, I love this guy. I don't know what it is about him, but some days you just have those feelings about players and you're just like, wow, like this guy, like, you know, just whenever this guy is on the court, his energy changes the crowd, it changes the players, everything he does. And I hope he gets the minutes he deserves because, you know, he's an outstanding player. He's even a pretty solid rebounder and just everything about him. I really do enjoy watching this guy play and he's awesome. So I hope he gets lots of time. And that's what I think about him. Now, moving on to this next player, we're going to be talking about Freddie Gillespie. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a fan of this guy. I just think he's pretty fucking useless, honestly. He's a uh, six foot nine forward. 
But you know, he's just he plays small. I, I don't know what it is. He's he, he rebounds, but he doesn't rebound a lot. He's not the greatest defender. He averaged like 20 minutes last year for the Raptors, and whenever he was on the court, you know, I wish he really wasn't on the court. Uh, like I said, I have nothing against this guy, but just I just don't think he's a good player. I don't think he's doing anything for the Raptors, and I just you know I think the Raptors are just better off with him off the court. And I want to be honest with you guys, right? Like you know, like I said, I could be absolutely wrong. You got you guys may see something in him that I don't, but I don't know. I just think I just think he's slow. I think he doesn't play good defense. He's an all right shooter, uh, but his IQ, I just, he's stupid. This guy he just doesn't know what he's doing sometimes. He's running with chicken with his head cut off. Not as bad as Aaron Baines, but it's it's almost the same level. And I don't know. I just I just really don't like the guy. Not at all. So I guess it could just be me, but yeah, I'm not a fan of him. Not one bit. But he's not going to get lots of playing time anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Moving on. Uh, next, we got Isaac Bonga. Uh, Isaac Bonga, you know what? I don't, I don't have any good or bad feelings about him. You know, he's been playing in the, in the league for a few years now. He's still trying to get a grasp on things. He's only 21. He has three years experience. He came from Germany. So a couple years, give this guy some time to, you know, get better, get ready. He's going to be doing awesome, right? He's a six foot eight guard. Like I said, he hasn't done too much so far in the NBA, but he's just, he's so young, really hasn't got that opportunity. But you know what? He's only 21. He's a three years experience. This guy, give, give him a couple years. And I think he's going to be doing real, real well. Honestly, he's going to be doing really, really well in a couple years, but he just needs the time. You know, he just needs the time. Last year, he got some minutes when he played for Washington. He got about 11 minutes a game, but he just the production wasn't there. He only got two points a game, shooting under 30% from three, under 40% from the field. Just uh, he's a great player. He played uh, in the in the German league, but I just I I don't want to say anything bad about him because he's so young, and I feel like he has a lot of potential. These tall guards, these tall, long, athletic guards, they always have so much potential. I don't know if he's gonna have a big spot on the Raptors this year. But I definitely have nothing against this guy at all. He's, you know, like like Fred, Freddie Gillespie, f- fuck that guy. But Isaac Bonga, I have no problem with this guy at all. He's 20, he's a young guy. So much time to get well and, you know, be good in the NBA. So I think he'll be good for the Raptors, even if he goes down to the G League or whatever. Uh, I think he's good asset for the Raptors to have him to keep on for a couple years, absolutely. And now uh, the last player, well, not the last player, the last uh, of like non-drafted players, you know, of players that we didn't just draft or you know first year players is Reggie Perry and this is another guy Reggie Perry I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys I don't know too much about this guy I know he's been one year in the NBA last year he played for uh he played for Brooklyn last year so he absolutely wasn't getting any damn time so I can tell you that but even though this is the same thing you know this is a young guy he's 21 years old he hasn't had much playing time he played on a super team last year hasn't been able to do too much but the Best thing about this guy is he's a freaking body. He's six foot eight, two hundred fifty pounds, which is big for an NBA player. You look, you gotta look at thing about Giannis. Giannis is like six foot eleven, like I think like two thirty. This guy's six foot eight, two fifty. This guy has some damn biceps on him. So if we want to need some defensive players or need someone to go in there and rough some guys up, I feel like Reggie Perry's the guy. But for me to you know say a good or bad opinion on him, I just I just don't think he's played enough minutes or you know even when he played like Brooklyn. It's so hard to judge if a player is bad or good on that team because Brooklyn is just ridiculously good. So I don't think he's going to play a lot this year, but I, I just like him because of his size. Like 250, 6 foot 8, 21 years old. That's a, that's, that's a pretty damn big NBA player. So uh, that's all I really got to say about him. Now we're going to move down to some of our first-year players, uh, specifically Scotty Barnes and Danilo Banton. And then there's a f- three other guys we just picked up this year undrafted, but... We'll, we'll get into that. So Scotty, Scotty Barnes, he's kind of been like, you know, one of the most exciting things. He's the fourth overall draft pick uh, right out of Florida State. 
And, you know, I, I follow this guy on Instagram. I see him all over my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed. First thing I like about this guy is, one, he loves Toronto so much. He loves being in Canada. He's, he's I've seen him in videos. He's learning Toronto slang. He's learning how to be a Toronto man and all this stuff. I think he's been, you know, really embracing Toronto so far. Uh, second thing is, he's getting along with his teammates so well. Like I said, I follow him on Instagram. And a couple days ago, I saw an Instagram live with him, uh, Goran Dragic, Sivi, Sam Decker, and all four, all thing, all four or five of them were just walking around Toronto downtown, just enjoying life, talking to fans and stuff. And it was just, it was awesome to see. He seems like such a nice, friendly guy. But coming down to his basketball skill doesn't mean fucking shit all. Can you be a nice guy, friendly guy? Love the city. You suck at basketball. I don't want you on our damn team. So, getting into that, looking at him from last year uh, when he played at Florida State, he was an All ACC player. ACC is a pretty, uh, pretty difficult division in the call in uh, in college basketball, but. Interesting thing about him is that he didn't start on Florida State, but you know what? In uh, Florida State, very common thing is they like to play their juniors and their seniors. He was he was a freshman, right? So they don't want to do that. I don't know why. It's it's such a college thing where they play you know the older players before they play the young, better players. So I don't want to say we didn't get to see a lot of him, but he only had 24 minutes a game, which you know it's not even half the game he played. Uh, and the thing is, too, he played 24 games. He only started seven of the games. Which is you may think is a fair amount, but it's really not. You know, he drafted fourth overall. He only started seven games. He finished like ninety-five. I think out of the twenty-four games they played, I think he finished was on the uh, last couple minutes. Every single one of them, except one, when he got fouled out. I'm pretty sure. But he's an asset to the team. But it was just really hard to see because he didn't score too much. He was only he only scored about ten points per game when he was at Florida State, which is really weird. But he did, uh, he did shoot 50 from the field at Florida State on 8 shots, 8, 9 shots a game, which is pretty solid. But it's just it's just so hard to get a grasp because, you know, he just didn't score a lot. But the biggest thing with Scotty Barnes is that he is a defensive monster. He's he's long. He has the, he's 6'8", 6'9", but he has the wingspan of a guy who's like 7'3", 7'4". He's athletic. He can jump. He is ripped out of his mind. And, you know, he's, he's going to tear guys up on defense. He's going to be a huge defensive problem for a lot of people. And you know what? I just hope he can work on a shooting because he's not a bad shooter by any means. Don't get me wrong, but he he just has prom knocking down shots consistently. But like I said, like I've been saying, with a lot of these college players, that's a very common thing for that to happen. And honestly, we've already been seeing lots of good improvements from him too. You know, we look at the summer league. He played every game in the summer league. He uh, he led the summer league for the Raptors in every single category. So it was shooting, rebounding, assists, blocks, steals. He he led Raptors summer league team every single stat he averaged 20 points nine rebounds four assists in the summer league which you know okay it's the summer league so let's not get too excited here you know it's, it's fucking summer league nothing you know nothing to get too excited about but you know it still shows that he's ready to play he can score you know because you have a lot of these guys who come from college and you know they only have these you know 10 points a game in college and then they're not used to playing a full nba game against nba players and then you know they only drop 10 15 points they can't get past the 20 that 20 30 point mark you know but you know, seen him do this in the summer league. I think he had 23 points one game and 20 points another game. 18. So he can score when he gets the time, when he gets the minutes. But it's just not something, you know, he's used to because in college he didn't get to play as much as he should have. So I really like Scotty Barnes. You know, he's, he's going to be a great player if he stays on the Raptors. Just needs to work on his shot at the line from the three-point line. And I think that's about it. You know, he just really needs to work on his shot. And once he gets confident scoring, he's going to be a mess for people to deal with on defense. He's just he's just so long, so athletic, he can jump. And once he gets your shot going, I feel like he's going to be a great asset to the Raptors. Now, moving on to our next pick was 
Donalo Banton from Nebraska. And I'm going to be honest, guys. I tried looking up a lot of good things on this guy, but there was just there was just nothing much. I feel like, you know what, the Raptors this year, I will say, I don't, we're not going to be a bad shooting team. And we got lots of good shooters. we got Gary Trent, Fred Van Fleet, Goran Dragic, you know, OG, Pascal. All these guys can shoot. But I feel like the Raptors are really trying to go after these long, athletic, young guys because that is essentially what we're filled with is, you know, these six foot eight, six foot nine guards and forwards who, you know, 210 200 pounds but these guys can jump out the gym they can play defense they're ripped that's we have so many players like that and that's kind of exactly what Donalo Banton is he's a six foot nine guard in college he only averaged 9.6 points per game this guy he can't shoot for shit I'm gonna be honest 40 points uh 40 percent from the field 25 percent from three and he's just he just can't shoot and so I'm not even going to talk about him he can't shoot it's it's that's all it is he played three years in college so that was his average over college this guy can't shoot for shit okay but like I said, he's a great defender. This guy can jump out of the gym. He gets boards. And I guess for the Raptors, that's really the kind of players it kind of seems like they're looking for right now because I was, you know, this guy in the summer league, I was maybe thinking, you know, he averaged 10 points a game, 15 points a game in the summer league. You know, you're a second pick. This guy had 7.8 points in the 7.8 uh, points per game in the summer league. And he shot 36 from three on 22 minutes. Like, come on, you're playing 22 minutes, you're scoring not even eight points a game. That's just, that's a lot of minutes, you know. Like, come on, come on. So I, I don't know if he's a bad player, but I just I, he's not a scorer. He's not a shooter. He's he's a defensive player and he's an athlete, which I guess is what the Raptors really really want for these young guys. Because you know you can build up people shooting, you can build up uh, them shooting at the line, they're driving, they're dribbling. You can build, but some of these guys are just natural athletes. So you know, Danilo Banton. I don't think he's a bad player. He's just an athlete. I don't think he's he's not going to score lots. But Scotty Barnes, on the other hand, I think he's going to be a big contributor to the Raptors. I don't know if he may be a, a top eight on the Raptors, but I, I don't want to say anything because I'm not too sure. But I, I really like Scotty Barnes a lot. And then we had three other guys who just came in uh, all undrafted. We had Justin Champagne, I think is how you pronounce it. David Johnson and Ish Wainwright. And honestly, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't even bother looking up these guys too much. Uh, they, they, I just I just really don't think they're going to get any playing time. Like I said, same thing. Like these guys are all just long guards, you know, six foot eight, six foot nine guys who can jump out the gym. Uh, really good defensive players, but they just, they're not scorers. They can't shoot. And so, you know what? They're not going to get lots of playing time. If any playing, they're probably going to be playing the G League because 21 players we've talked about so far, 20 players we've talked about so far. Raptors rosters me about 15. So I'm telling you right now, these three guys aren't going to play. Probably same thing with, uh, with Reggie Perry and Isaac Bonga, they're not going to get, or honestly, even Danilo Banton and Reggie Perry, they're not going to be getting lots of playing time. So, you know what, if you know, if you like these guys and you think they're going to be stars, that's good for you. But I just, I just really don't see uh, Justin Champagne, David Johnson, and Ish Wainwright being the fucking people who bring us to our next championship. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So that kind of goes over our, you know, I don't want to say player analysis, but my opinion on the players and who I like, who I don't like. And just to kind of recap, so I think the starting lineup, it's going to be, it's going to be Fred Van Fleet backed up by Goran Dragic pretty healthily. And then Gary Trent starting shooting guard. OG is going to be our three. Pascal going to be our four. And Chris Boucher, Lord help me, better be our damn five. And I think, you know what, that's a really solid starting five. And then uh, when it comes to our six, you know what, it's going to be, I feel like Goran Dragic is going to be our six. Uh, and then, you know, Precious, Malachi Flynn, Siv, Sam Decker, Yuta, these guys, you know what? I don't want to say they're all similar, but they all have really different roles in how they play. So I feel like they're all going to get pretty even playing time. And you're going to see a lot from the Raptors bench, just like you have in the past four or five years. The Raptors bench is one of the keys to us being so good. 
or so shitty, but you know, we love playing our bench players. So I think we've got a really solid bench too, along with our starting lineup. Now let's move on to the predictions for the Toronto Raptors. And I'm going to keep it real with you guys. Okay. You know what? Like I said, I'm not, I'm no damn sports analyst or 10,000 IQ, but uh, I'm going to be honest here. Raptors are going to do well this year. Okay. Last year went 27 and 45 worst season since 2012. Okay. We didn't play that bad. It's 2021. It's been almost eight, nine, 10 years since we've played that shitty, but it was long overdue. Okay. We've had a good season the past four or five years. So that was long overdue. Went 27 and 45 this year. I'm, I'm going to say I, I will be, I will be surprised if the Raptors win more than 45 games because 45 games is a lot of games. I'm assuming I'm thinking we're going to win between 35 and 40. We're going to be just on the cusp of, you know, 50% win percentage, which is enough to get us into playoffs, which I'm saying, I think we'll probably be fifth or sixth in the East, maybe seventh. We'll make playoffs for sure. But uh, I just don't know how, how far we're going to go. It's, yeah, we're going to win. At, I hope 35 games, 35, 40 high level, 45 saying a bit unrealistic amount of games that we're going to win. But, you know, I think we stay between 35 and 40. That's a solid, you know, anywhere from 5th to 7th in the East. And, you know what, I, I think the Raptors, if we make it to the playoffs, we can make it to the conference semifinals. I don't think we're going to make it past that. But I believe that, you know, we are a good playoff team. Every time we go into the playoffs, we absolutely tear it up. And I think we'll make it to the conference semis without a doubt in my mind. So, now that's my prediction for the Raptors. I'm kind of go on to the prediction of, you know, all the other teams. I'm kind of go through this quickly. Like I said, I don't want to talk about all these other NBA teams a lot. I just want to talk about the Raptors. But, you know, I kind of want to give my predictions on the East and the West and how things are going to go. So for the East, obviously, I have Brooklyn. That's going to be the number one team. If everyone stays healthy on that team, they they should win the ship. It's probably going to be them versus the Lakers. And if it's not, well, I guess, you know, everyone thought that last year and it wasn't. So who knows? But Brooklyn, without a doubt, is going to be number one. Milwaukee is going to be number two in the East. I think Boston is going to be three or four in the East. They're always a good team every year. They have a solid starting five, some good bench players. But they just they can never put it together. And when it comes to playoff, they just shit the bed. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I think they're a really good team. Every single year, Boston, I hate when we play Boston because it's always a really good game. We, I don't want to say we get shit kicked, but it's like you, you can tell they, they always give us a matchup problem for sure. Uh, now, moving down to the fourth place in the East, I'm going to say Miami. Miami didn't struggle last year, but, you know, they made it to the finals the year before and then kind of let everyone down this past year. But I think they can be fourth in the East. I don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs, but, you know, like I said, they got Lowry, Jimmy, and Bam as their big three this year. I don't know how much Lowry's going to do, but he's definitely going to be a leader to some of the young guys. And then Bam and Jimmy, you know, that's just Bam and Jimmy. They're going to fucking tear it up. Uh, for fifth spot in the East, I got, honestly, I got... Kind of between three teams here, like I said, it's going to be either us, the Raptors, Atlanta, or the Sixers. And the reason I got the Sixers in there, I'm not a fan of the Sixers, guys. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's just Ben Simmons, I don't like that guy. Last year, they they last year was their chance to win it. There was no reason that their team was so good last year, the Philadelphia 76ers. And they blew it. They straight up blew it. There was no reason they shouldn't have won it, honestly. They, they had a bunch of great players, great shooters, great defenders. Uh, I'll say one of the best centers in the league, top two, you know, Joel Embiid, I guess Jokic won MVP, so I guess you can give best to him, but Ben Simmons, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I hate Ben Simmons with a passion, he's he's a great point guard, he, he may not be able to shoot, but he can pass the ball, he can rebound, he gets what you want from a point guard, would I want him on the Raptors? Absolutely not, you put Ben Simmons on the Raptors, I'm, I'm not going to be a Raptors fan, I hate him just because he plays on the Sixers, and I think he's useless, I don't think he should have been an all-star, 
I'm just not a fan of Ben Simmons. And now he doesn't even want to play on the Sixers, which is kind of why I have him kind of in between this fifth and seventh, sixth spot. Because once they lose him, I don't think Joel Embiid can do it by himself. And I just, I, they're a good team. Last year was their chance, but I just, I just don't think they have it in them. Joel Embiid, like I said, he's one of the best players in the NBA, but I don't think he's getting any better. I think he's at his ceiling right now. He was at his ceiling, you know, I don't think he's getting any better. So I just, I couldn't see the Sixers doing well. And if they make it to playoffs, it doesn't really matter because, you know, they're not a playoff team. They, they've proven year in, year out that they do not know how to play in the playoffs. And they just get smacked around and it's, it's pathetic. You know, the Sixers need to step it up. I try and support them, but they just suck. Uh, now, moving on. Seventh, eighth, you know, I got this between another few teams too, I think. Either Chicago, Charlotte, or the Pacers. These are all three really good teams. And the Atlanta Hawks, sorry, I forgot to mention them in there at uh, that number, you know, six, seven, eight. Uh, any of these teams are really good, but I really like Chicago, you know, with the pickups. They got Vooch now. They got DeMar. They got Lonzo, all with Levine. Uh, you know, they're a really good team. They're young. They're athletic. You know, you got Lonzo, DeMar, and Levine. These guys are all crazy, crazy athletic guys. It's just, I'm excited to see them play. I feel like they're being one of the most exciting teams to watch play this year. And then you got Vooch, who's just, you know, a really experienced big big forward. He can knock down the shots. He can rebound. He basically do lots of things. So I'm excited to see Chicago play. Uh, when it comes to Atlanta, you know what? Trey Young, that's all I got to say. You know, it's, Trey, it's the Trey Young show. I honestly, I'm surprised they did as well as they did last year. I don't know if that's going to happen again. But, you know, I, I just love watching Trey Young. So I think, you know, Atlanta can fit anywhere from five to eight. Absolutely. And then Charlotte and Pacers. I think they're two just really underrated teams, especially Charlotte uh, with LaMelo Ball. You know, last year he showed out. He did a lot of good things. I, I wouldn't be surprised if even, you know, if Charlotte was in that six, seven spot. And I think they're going to do really well. Same thing with the Pacers. They're underrated. They don't have any crazy big stars on their team, but they have a lot of really solid players who can hit shots when they need to, who can drive and, you know, are just really smart players who know how to play the game of basketball, which is, you know, you may think it's the NBA. A lot of guys know how to do that. But, you know, a lot of guys really don't. And I feel like the Pacers, they may not have like a crazy star player, but they're still really good. Still really, really good. But I just, I don't know. If your best player is DeMontis Sabonis. Don't get me wrong. I love that guy, but he's... He's good. He's good, but he's just... He, I don't know if he's leading a team to the ship. They need to bring someone else in if they want to go further than, you know, the first round of the playoffs. But like I said, still a really good team. Now, moving on to the West. Obviously, first place in the West, we got the Lakers. You know, they're a freaking crazy stack this year. Pisses me off even talking about their name. It's just ridiculous. Second in the West, I think it's going to be the Nuggets. Nuggets, they could have done so much better last year. But if Murray's healthy and he's back, him, Jokic, uh, they're going to be a great team. Honestly, they may be able to beat the Lakers. Uh, and I'm saying that... Very confidently. I love them as a team. They're so good. And, you know, Jamal Murray, he's Canadian. we got to freaking cheer him on. Uh, and then third in the West. This is me a surprise to a lot of you guys, but I think Dallas has a great chance at being third in the West. Uh, they're just... I love Luka Doncic. You know, he, he may be overrated, a lot of people say, but I just love watching him play. His footwork is crazy. His his moves are insane. And he's just so smooth smooth with it. I just think Porzingis really needs to step up his game. That's the biggest thing. He needs, he needs a number two man... Uh, we need New York Porzingis back. That's what that's what Luka Doncic needs if he wants to, you know, if he wants the Dallas to, you know, make it to the conference finals and go to the finals like they've been, you know, getting so close to these past couple years. Now, moving down is uh, we're going to on the West is the fourth place team in the West is the Clippers. You know, I have mixed feelings about the Clippers. They're they're a good team, but they're also a bad team. You know what? PG and Kawhi, they do really good. Some days they do really bad. It's just 
I just I don't really know how to put them. You know, everyone thinks it's going to be every single year. Assuming the Clippers have a chance, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think they have a chance to make it into the finals. They'll do good in playoffs, but they're, they're not going to make finals. You know, Kawhi should have stayed in Toronto, obviously. And then PG, PG's just PG. Like, ah. Uh, He's, uh, he's a good player, but there's just nothing too special about him. He can knock down long shots. He, good IQ. Just, I don't know. The Clippers, they impress me, but they really don't. So that's just my opinion, though. There's some about the Clippers I just don't like. That's why I have them at number four. So I got the Suns at number five. I don't think the Suns are going to, you know, play crazy like they did last year. Especially uh, Chris Paul. He's, he's getting older and older every year. I think last year, he had a great year for how old he was. But I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's going to carry over. So I got them at number five. But Devin Booker is obviously a beast. And then at number six, so we got Golden State. Clay's coming back. They could probably even be higher on this list, but I just put it kind of did safe at number six. So yeah, Golden State's gonna be a great team. Steph Curry, Clay, what more could you want? Two, you know, greatest shooters of all time. Uh, but I just don't know. Honestly, you know what? Uh, Clay's coming back. If they play together and they play really well, who knows? They could be a you know top two, top three team, absolutely. But like I said, you know, without Clay, he's been hurt. So, but he's always gonna be able to knock down. It just really depends on how well they play together. And now, going to the 7th in the West, I got to go with my boy, Dame Dalla. This man's got ice in his veins. Every single year, I have such high hopes for Portland and Damian Lillard. And, it, you know, I feel like everyone loves watching Damian Lillard play. Uh, he's one of my... He is my favorite player in the NBA, without a doubt. I love watching him play. It just... Uh, it's just it's so unfortunate every single year. He goes to the playoffs. He carries his team so hard, and he just has no one... So you know what, I, I always like putting him in the playoffs because I love watching him play for as long as he can because I know once he's out of the NBA in probably, you know, four or five years, we're going to miss him. So I don't know, they're probably, they're not going to make it far in the in the, in the the playoffs, but I love watching Dame play. So I got to have Portland up here. So call me a bit biased because I am, but I love Damian Lillard. And then for the eighth spot, it could be honestly any one of the teams, New Orleans, Memphis, San Antonio. Uh, New Orleans didn't make playoffs last year. They were really close. But, you know, I think they got a really good team. I want to see Zion in the playoffs. I want to see how he plays in the playoffs. And Memphis, John Morant, and they got a great group of young guys, all super athletic. Uh, just a great team to play. And then San Antonio. Honestly, San Antonio is the one team in here where I was like, I'm not too sure. I don't know if they're if they're going to do well this year. I just, uh, it's going to be interesting, especially a team that's so used to being so good and so dominant. It's going to be uh, It's going to be really tough to see. But you know what? I think all three of these teams have a really good chance of making it into the playoffs. And yeah, overall, I'm just super excited for this NBA season. There's so many great young players, so many players getting switched around, so many, you know, new super teams. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I always, you know, get tingles around this time of the year when it's NBA basketball. I always get so excited. Preseason starts October 3rd. Brooklyn is the first game. I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out. And I'm just excited, guys. You know what? I'm excited. I'm excited. It's NBA basketball is coming back. You know, I'm going to be paying attention to every Raptors game. It's going to be great stuff. So I'm happy that you guys, you know, are here for the ride. And you're going to be hearing me talk about NBA all season long because that's what I'm going to be doing. So uh, that kind of wraps up this uh, very first episode of the Pop Talk podcast. We went over the Raptors. We went over the starting lineups, players I hate, players I like, our rookies, Scotty Barnes, Donalo Banton, all this good stuff and all this bad stuff. So I hope you guys liked the first episode. I really enjoyed doing it. It may have been a bit rough. You know what? I felt like maybe some parts in the middle, I kind of, maybe I was just kind of
kind of rambling a bit, but you know what? Once the games start up and I can actually see players play live and I don't have to just, you know, look at their stats and look at college highlights and I can actually watch them play in games, I'll have a whole lot more to say. I can tell you that because nothing I enjoy more than watching games and being able to talk about, you know, who did what and how shitty they did or how good they did it. So this one may have been a bit rough, but I guarantee you guys keep tuning in and they will get better and better as the games go on. So yeah, yet again, just thank you guys so much for tuning into this first episode. I'm Austin Mattis, and this is the Pop Talk Podcast. This is Pop Talk.